Today marks the beginning of a three-day program that we're running in our area. And it's called The Mysteries of Your Divine Inheritance. Amen. Everyone has certain things that God has destined for them to enjoy. Amen. What is a mystery? A mystery is something you don't understand. Till you understand what God has for you, you can't enjoy it. Amen. And I'm trusting God that someone's understanding will be enlightened. In the name of Jesus. Very quickly, there are two things that I want to pray about this morning. Number one, two of them are important to access from God. One is mercy. Praise the name of the Lord. The second is understanding. If you have these two things, what you are looking for, you have gotten it from God. Amen. Blind Bartimaeus cried unto Jesus Christ. He said, thou son of David. What did he say? Have mercy on me. Did he get what he wanted? Lift up your right hand to heaven and say, Father, thou son of David, have mercy on me today. Go ahead and pray. Have mercy on me. Lord, what I have been looking for out of the abundance of your mercy today as your servant will speak the word let that thing locate me lord my inheritance that has been hidden my inheritance that i've not understood in this service oh god let that inheritance begin to manifest lord let your mercy answer for me today in the name of jesus let your mercy answer for me let your mercy answer for me. Let your mercy answer for me. In the name of Jesus, oh God, in this service, in this three-day program, open the eyes of my understanding. Everything that is my portion that the enemy has lied to me about, that the enemy has denied me. Lord, in these three days, reveal them to me. Reveal them to me. Lord, let there be revelation through your servant, Lord. Let there be manifestation through your servant, Lord. Let there be power through your servant, Lord. Let there be understanding in the name of Jesus. Pray, Your destiny may change if you believe God for that. This can just be the beginning of a new life for someone. Blessed be your holy name. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Lord, your people have cried to you. Oh God, in this service, let mercy unlock the door. In the name of Jesus, in this service, let understanding reveal the mystery. In the name of Jesus, in this service, let your children be blessed. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Glory be to your holy name. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. With Jesus' joy, I want you to jam your hands together as I welcome to the altar Prophet Samuel Olayika Jibs. My father, praise the name of the Lord.
Let's bless his name. He is rich in mercy. Let's bless him. We bless you, Lord, for the immutability of your counsel. That by two immutable things, it is impossible for you to lie. You are rich in mercy. We bless you, Lord. We give you grace. We give you glory. Our soul magnify you. Our spirit praise your name. For this is the day that you have truly made. We bless you, Jesus. We thank you. We glorify your name. We worship you. We extol you, Lord. There is none like you. Lord, there is nothing. And there is no one like you. Father, we thank you for in Jesus' mighty name we worship. Pray this prayer with me. Say, Father, in the name of Jesus, something new, the highest I've not seen, the ears I've not heard, that has not entered the heart of man, give me today, 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 something new, something new, something new. Something new. Libaka rubahi dabasha. Liambi gaba jalabando li hindekebolo zudabari hendakolabandi. Give me today something new. Something new. The eyes have not seen. The ears have not heard. That have not entered the heart of man. Give me today, my father. Minaka haladi ambakan. Bato zili bahanda fula bukayembo. Something new. Something new. 
that eyes have not seen, nor ear heard. Give me today I sincerely desire. Open your mouth and pray in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. I bless your name. I give you glory. Something new I desire. Come on, say it. Something new. Something new. Something new, my Father. Something new, my Father. Something new, my Father. Thank you, Father. For Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. As we remain standing, let's carry our Bible and read the word of God before I greet and teach the word. In this first service, we'll continue in the second service. I will advise you to stay for the both services so you can have a balanced understanding of the truth that the Spirit of the Lord is bringing our part at this time. Open your Bible to the book of Luke. Gospel according to St. Luke. Read chapter 15. And read it to verse 24. Chapter 15, verse 11 to 24. This is a very common uh, text in the scriptures. A lot of us know about it very well, but I want you to listen with an uncommon attention. Hallelujah. Can we read together? Um, can we do a new King James Version so that people don't twist their tongue too much? Do you have it? New King James Version. Excellent. One, two, read. Then he came, then he said, a certain man had two sons, and the younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the portion of goods that fall to me. So he divided to them his livelihood. So what's the livelihood? And not many days after, the younger son gathered all together and journeyed to a far country and wasted his possession with prodigal living. But when he had spent all, there arose a severe famine in the land, and he began to be in want. Then he went and joined himself to a citizen of that country and sent him to feed, to feed his swine. And uh, he would have gladly have filled his stomach with the parts that the swine ate. And no one gave him anything. So I said, no one gave him anything. But when he had came to himself, he said, How many fast iron servants have enough bread and enough to eat and spare? And I perish with this hunger. I will arise and go to my father. And I will say to my father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. And I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of the hired servants. And he arose and came to his father. But when he was still a great way off, his father saw him and had compassion and ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. Somebody say he ran. He fell on his neck and he kissed him. May the Lord give you understanding. We go to 24. And the son said, Father, I have sinned against heaven and in your sight, and I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. And the father said to the servant, Bring out the best robe. Someone say robe. Put it on him. Put a ring on his hand. Someone say ring. And a sander on his Someone say sander. And bring the father calf and kill it. And then let us eat and marry. Verse 24, loud everybody. For this my son was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. And they began to marry. Father, we thank you for the immutability of your counsel. For the power of your word, we thank you for what only you can do. Teach us your word. Let us have fellowship with your spirit. 
let us have fellowship with the immortals. Bible says when we come to Mount Zion, the city of the living God, that there are innumerable company of angels. Let us fellowship with the angels, the beings that are pure. That purity of heart might be strong in us in the name of Jesus. If he that walk with the wise shall be wise, and a company of fools shall be destroyed. We fellowship with the immortals, the pure ones that will be pure, will be strong, and be fearless in the name of Jesus. Open our understanding to understand the scriptures. For in Jesus' mighty name we pray. Please tell five people, say to them, in the name of Jesus, today, tomorrow, and next tomorrow, you will receive your inheritance in Christ. Will you tell five people that today, tomorrow, next tomorrow, you will receive your inheritance, full fledged. Today, tomorrow, yes, you will receive your inheritance. You receive it. You will receive it. Say it convincingly. Let them know you know what you're saying. <laughs> For in Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Please be seated. God bless you. I want to thank God for the privilege to be here back again after a long time. I bless God. When I came in, I make a very strange observation. I discovered that Pastor Isaiah and uh, Brother Collins, you guys are taking care of your wife very well. So there is hope for every sister in this church. Put your hands together for Jesus. Amen. You are blessed. I bless God for you, sir. And I love you dearly. You know that. And I do love you. I have a place in my heart. Now, I want you to listen very carefully. My wonderful choir. Please clap for yourself. You guys are wonderful. I've not feel your vibes yet. We are together, right? Tomorrow we have more time. Amen. God bless you all in the name of Jesus. That my Yanni. Is it Yanni? Yeah, they call fine girl in your place. What did they call them in house? Yanni, yeah. Okay, so you know you are. Amen. Praise God. Um, I thank God for Pastor Mrs. You are blessed. Amen. When I was coming, my, they, they called, they, well, I, I was coming from uh, Tuleja, just finished with them uh, into morning yesterday. And uh, uh, the people called my wife to ask of what I will eat and everything like that. And my wife helped them with it. So my, my son now said, You are going to Abuja from there. Have they called to, for you to Lisbon? I said, Don't worry, they will take care of me. They know me there. <laughs> so this is home from home. Amen. Good to be home again. Hallelujah. Whenever I'm in Abuja, I will always want to come here to minister, no matter where it is or whatever it is. Amen. Um, this mystery of divine inheritance, I want you to listen very carefully. All right? There is every tendency for you to be familiar with the truth. But one thing I've come to realize is that the word of God is new every morning. I was praying and um, it came strong on my spirit that the time for the heritage of the saints of the king's palace have come. Yeah. Uh, I said it has come. Yeah. No, your amen is telling me that you are trying to believe me. I said it has come. Yeah. I, I did not say it's coming. I said it has come. Yeah. Now, what is an inheritance? Inheritance is what you do not work for. What you inherit by birth, by connection, or it is just a desire of the owner to include you in the wheel and said, this thing that I own and I labor for is yours. So inheritance doesn't have, to, doesn't have to do with labor. Are you with me? You don't labor for an inheritance, you take it. Now inheritance might be yours for 100 years and you don't know it's there. 
50 years, you don't know it's there. 20 years, you don't know it's there. 10 years, you don't know it's there. But the day you discover the inheritance and you can find the will that stated that it is yours, you take ownership. It doesn't matter who else has been there before you. Now, I've been a Bible student for about 25 years now. And I've been in prophetic ministry for 24 years. I tell you the truth that this scripture came alive during lockdown while I was praying for you people away from here. And in my prayer, I made a strange discovery. The secret of inheritance is in verse 12 of that scripture. The Bible says, And the younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the portion of good that fall to me. And the Bible says, So he divided them his livelihood. The message Bible translation said, He said, There was, a, there was once a, a man who had two sons. Then the younger said to his father, Father, I want right now what is coming to me. So the father divided the property between them. So he mentioned that the word is good. Means what? Property. Please write it down. Very important. Now the voice version. There is a version called the voice version. He said, one day the younger son came to his father and said, Father, eventually I'm going to inherit my share of your estate. Rather than waiting until you die, I want you to give me my share now. So the father liquidated his asset and divided them. Are we together? Now, the father in this story divided his livelihood, his property, he liquidated his asset, divided it to them, and then he divided his inheritance to them. But the inheritance in this story, the true inheritance is not an asset. It's not in the livelihood. But in the mind of the boy talking to the father, he thought that the inheritance is the asset of the father. It should liquidate it. He said, Dad, you're going to die. I love that voice version. He said, you're going to die after all. <laughs> I can't wait for you to die. You see, just share this thing and give me my share and let me have it. And immediately he was given, the Bible says, Iran. Now, the inheritance is deeper than asset, livelihood, property, is deeper. The inheritance in this story is the rope, the family ring, and the sandal. Verse 22 in the message version. He said, quick, bring a clean set of clothes and dress him. Put the family ring in his finger and sandal on his feet. Now, you must understand that access is deeper than asset. Access is deeper and richer than asset. While you are going for asset, pause and find access. Don't leave assets for your children. Give them access to the one who can remake it again because all the asset can be wiped off in a day. Solomon said, a man walk and labor and he had all these great things to himself. He said, who knows when he dies? And uh, his son, become, his son is a fool and the son will just waste everything away and that's precisely what happened to Solomon King David labored fought all his life to have the 12 tribes become a nation 
Solomon take the tribe to another dimension of wealth and riches. Rehoboam, a foolish son, tore it apart in one day. Ten tribe was stripped off, given to a servant, and two tribes were given to him. Quick, message Bible, verse 22, bring a clean set of clothes and dress him. Put family ring on his finger and a sandal on his feet. So the ring, the rope, and the sandals are what produce the livelihood. That is what produces the asset. That is what produces the properties. I'll say it again. I want you to be very careful. I didn't travel all the way to just play with you. I come to impact things on you that God has already given you. I don't hear amen. amen. The inheritance is in the ring, the rope, and the sanders. Those are the things that produce the livelihood, the asset, and not other way around. The delusion of the prodigal son is that he focused on the wrong thing and he was driven by the wrong thing entirely. Now, when he collected all these precious things from his father and he traveled to a far country, the Bible says he started wasting. What has not been wasted before? Waste set in. Because his values were wrong. His understandings were not accurate. And so he thought in his head that this is what makes my father thick. So he was just enjoying everything. He was doing all the stuff. But one thing that happened to what was in his hand, when that thing was in his father's hand, it was increasing. When the thing got to his hand, it was wasting. There are some of you that certain things have been given to you that you wasted. And in the things of the spirit, there is no waste. When Jesus did miracle and fed 5,000 people, he said, gather all the fragments that have been no waste. God didn't waste things. He doesn't waste vision. He doesn't waste revelation. For the fact that you don't understand the dreams of the night or the revelation that God said does not mean that they don't have meaning. It is you that you understand is not fruitful at that time. Maybe you are still a child. So you see like a child. You understood as a child. But as you grow, you discover that God is never flippant with words. So immediately you receive all these treasures. Bible says he traveled to a far country. And when he got to the far country, he started waste. Waste set into his life. Right? So when he spent, he's not returning back to him. So after he finished everything, and then all of a sudden, a famine rose up in the land. And the famine that rose up in that land was a strange famine. And there's nowhere in the scriptures that the Bible talks about famine that the Bible mentioned that somebody have any animal. And there is famine people. It was when he said, there people even eat their own children. There was a prayer in the scripture, and there was a famine that people came to the king. And what they were complaining was that we had Shinri yesterday. We want to eat Namdi today, the woman who wanted to bring her. And the king said, What is going on here? So, if there is a famine in the land, how come somebody have a pig? How come the pigs have pearls? So, there was no famine in the land, there was famine on the sun, who has become prodigal. Well, to come around here, church, and sleep it. Sometimes you think life is difficult for everybody. But when you miss a step in the things of the spirit, things will seem as though you are the only one that the whole world is against. You can be fruitful in the midst of famine in life. Something can come out of nothing for you if you have the real inheritance. 
in the mind of this boy, he has always thought to have liberty. And let me start, let me say something before I go deeper. Jesus said, come unto me, all ye that are labor and are heavy laden. I'm going to give you rest. That's where we stop. Come to me, all ye that are labor and are heavy laden, I'll give you rest. So Jesus said in the next verse, take my yoke upon you. For my yoke is easy. Okay, take my yoke upon you, upon you and learn of me. Learn of me. For my yoke is easy and my body is light and you will find rest for your soul. Now, we come to him with our bodies and with our heavy ladies. We are looking for rest. But what he said there was that I will give you rest. He said, I will. In other words, you are not going to have rest when you come immediately. I will give you. But these are the conditions that this rest is predicated on. You take my yoke. Are you together with me? And you take my yoke first. That's the first thing you do. The next thing you do is that you come and learn of me. For I am meek. And I am lowly in earth. If you do this, you will find rest. Which means we are never designed to be free from yoke. When God breaks one yoke, he yokes you to himself. Because man is not designed to be free, to be without yoke. When you are taken from the kingdom of darkness, you are not free to do what you want. You are translated to the kingdom of his dear son. When you are taken out of darkness, you are brought into light. When you are taken out of the government of Satan, you are taken into the government of God. You are never designed to be free to do what you want. When the Bible says, wherever the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. What the scripture actually means in that scripture is that, wherever the spirit of the Lord is Lord, there is liberty. And so the challenge we have is that we want freedom. From what? Children want to go to school to be free from their parents. And guess what they want to be free to do? The evil in their heart that have been surprised all the while, they want to try it out. You send your children, my, my friend sent his children to Covenant University, and when he, the, the son said, when they graduated and they sent them to the camp, all his friends were smoking, they were drinking. These are Christian's children. These are pastor's children who never did that before. They found themselves in camp. Now they are free. Now they are in charge. But when they are in charge, they mess it up. If you tell God to live your life alone, you mess up your life. Somebody must be in control of your life. Either God or Satan. And the management of God is still the best. Are we together? So we want to be free. We want to, want to do what we want to do. But what we want to do doesn't work. This prodigal son has had a desire of a far country. Far country has been a desire in his heart. So when you take the, the journey, the delusion of the prodigal son is that far country has been his dream but it became his doom his simple his simple desire led to delusion the delusion led to discontent discontent led to dissatisfaction dissatisfaction led to despair then despair led to determination a wrong determination for that matter and it caused this guy to experience pains I call it needless pain I'll list it for you again a simple desire lead to delusion, delusion, disillusion. Disillusion lead to discontent, discontent lead to dissatisfaction, dissatisfaction lead to despair, despair lead to determination, and a wrong determination for that matter. Desire, disillusion, discontent, dissatisfaction, despair, and wrong determination. He was thinking of that place until he dissatisfied in the house of his father. The government and control of God seems so terrible. Listen to me, beloved. If you felt God's law and God's way 
is too serious. I advise you, try Satan's. Bible said the commandment of the Lord are not grievous. I have a picture on my tab of a man that killed his son. He's a 10-year-old boy. He cut off his hair. I showed them this picture where I was coming from. One, one minister, she almost wanted to throw up. She was so scared of that gory picture. He, he cut off the head of his son, 10-year-old boy, and he cut off the limb, the, the right leg. And what happened was that he wanted to make money ritual. And the devil demanded his son that he loved. The boy, even at death, when he carried the head of the boy, the boy is still cute. That is the devil's government. His demand is very terrible. His demand is terrible. You want to win an election? The devil said, go get me ten virgins. Kill them. Get a baby, we pound them. We used to make a soap for you. Everybody will be liking you. Everybody will love you. You win the election. And sometimes when you don't win, you kill the ten for free. You have to do it again. His government is so terrible. Why we don't kill in our kingdom to get anything is that our king has offered the ultimate sacrifice. He sacrificed himself and he shed his blood. On the strength of that sacrifice, we can't do anything more. So, but still, we have to still do, for it's the order of the spirit. If there is no ascension, there is no dissension. If nothing ascended, nothing is descending. You remember? When he saw the ladder in Genesis 28, he saw the angel, what? Ascending and what? And descending. What did John say? I said, I saw the revelation. I saw that the angels were ascending and descending. It is ascending to descending. It is evaporation, condensing before rain. So if nothing is going up, nothing is coming down. So if that is the law, if there is no giving, there is no receiving. Now, so if that is true and we agree with that, we must have to do something. So what God has us to do are mundane things that when unbelievers, chronic unbelievers, demons children, when they are born again, they move faster than those who have been there. <laughs> Madam, God tell you to give two million errors and nothing. You are struggling with God. The two million in the first place, God gave it to you. Now, to give it become a problem. Somebody will kill his mother for the same thing. Cut his mother's head. Somebody will cut his wife's breast. During the lockdown, you had the story of a, a young girl who, who was supposed to go back home from school, but she went to her boyfriend's house. And the boyfriend killed her, and they removed her liver and cooked the liver for the boy's mother to eat. It was in the news. How many of you had it? Yeah, do you, let, me see, let me see your hand. You had it. Uh, beautiful. I have witnesses in Abuja here. So it happens in the lockdown. She wants, you know, normally in those days, you know, you, you don't want to go back home. You go to your boyfriend's house. But that was her last journey. The guy was professed love to her. But the drive of the far country was strong on the boy that is ready to sacrifice the girl to get it. What we call sacrifice in the kingdom is just, is just very funny. Say, I sacrifice my time. Your time? Somebody is in darkness for 100 days because you want to see Satan. You say you fasted. What do you do? They told me of a wealthy man. When I got into the place, I saw demons mounting the gate. And they excused when I come in because I did not come on my, on my own authority. I came in protocol. So the demon excused me and with my angels we entered. When I got into the place, the, the, the man's brother said to us that if the man, is, if he had a property of maybe 150 million or, or, or 500, 
million or one billionaire and the the Dibia, the witch doctor, tell him, move out of this house today. He will move out. He will never come back here again. If God tells you to give such things, how easy is it with you? They are more loyal to Satan more than we are loyal to our crown and our king. That's why we are not still able to beat them. So Jesus said, come and learn of me. Because in learning of me, I will yoke you to myself. You have to be yoked. If I break the yoke of burden, the yoke of, uh, the, yoke of, the yoke of sin, if I break the yoke of transgression of you, I have to yoke you to myself. Because this is the secret. This is what I promised you when I was going. I will never leave you nor forsake you. He said, I will not leave you like orphans in this world. So you can't live outside of me. You want to be a friend to a minister's wife who have a, who have a father that make an amulet for him or something terrible? And you are speaking in tongues for five minutes? To be the person's friend. These people pay prices that we, we, we play with. Have you forgotten where you come from? Some of you here, you forgotten the family you came from? I said, you're not born again, you're not became so weak. Why is it that the blessings of the Lord produce weakness in us? Bible talk about the proverbial Israel. He said, the more they are blessed, the more they sin. It's that the goodness of God makes us to be weak. It's like the blessing makes us to tone down. When the brother is committed in church, he's giving it all to God. He's all out for God. Let God just show a ray of blessing. We begin to decline. So the prodigal son have a mind for a far country. It's been his desire. So that desire was informing his... How will a son walk to his father and tell the dad, Dad, I won't wait for you to die. Share your property. You have killed the man. It means if he have another way around, he will kill him. And collect it. Be careful the desires in your heart. You always question them. It's not wrong to stop birds from flying, but you can prevent them from, stop, from, from making their nest over your head. Thoughts can come, desire can come. Judge yourself. If you want to be free to really enter into the blessings of God, you judge yourself. Because I'll be provoking something very dangerous upon your life. Say amen. But I have to clear the ground first. Don't be nice to yourself. In you dwell nothing good. Well, Jesus has said, he said, no man is good. In you dwelleth nothing good. Don't, don't praise yourself that I'm better. Don't do it. The only day you praise yourself that you are better until the day you look at the mirror and you can see Christ. He said, my little children, whom I travel in bad again until Christ be formed in you. That is the ultimate purpose and the will and intentions of God. You look at somebody that God gave money and you desire the money and everything like that. And all your pursuit of God is to have money. When you have it, you'll be worse. You'll be evil. Because your heart has not been circumcised. You are struggling with certain things now. Not because the devil is stronger than it is. It's because you have condoled your flesh. You have raised your flesh like a spoiled child. Like a spoiled brat. That your flesh is in control. And Bible says flesh profited nothing. He has no profit. So this boy had this challenge with himself. A simple desire led to this thing. When you look at worthless things, your heart will start shifting from what you have and what you could have. Psalm 119 and verse 37. David prayed in Psalm 119 and verse 37. He said, turn away my eyes from looking at worthless things and revive me in your ways. I'm doing New King James Version. God bless you. New King James Version. Thank you. Turn away my eyes from looking at worthless things. Things that does not have what. 
of what they claim. Now, if David prayed this prayer, a man after God's heart, you better pray it. I go turn away my eyes from looking at the worthless thing. And revive me in your way. In other words, worthless thing is a vassal to his ways. Do you get that? Worthless things is a vassal to his ways. So if you are not in his ways, you are looking at worthless things. Somebody say, say, Father, in the name of Jesus, turn away my eyes from looking at worthless things and revive me in your way. Turn away my eyes from looking at worthless things and revive me in your ways. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name. In 1 John chapter 2, verse 15, he said, Do not love the world and the things of the world. If you love the world, the love of the Father is not in you. Now, listen, which means if you start loving the world, it shocks your capacity to love the Father. The love of the Father will not have a way to dwell once you are loving the world. They crave for more. Can I say something before I go further? Mammon is not a demon. Mammon is a God who demands worship. And Jesus, not a prophet, Jesus said you cannot serve God and mammon. You must be loyal to one and be disloyal to another. If you're not careful, you would think mammon is one of evil spirits you can cast out. It's a God that is being worshipped. And it demands worship. And guess what? Those who worship him mostly are Christians. They even claim God in the sanctuary, but mammon is one that takes the worship. Now, if you're not careful with this, he said, do not love the world or things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life, is not of the Father, but it's of the world. And the world is passing away, and it's lost thereof. But he who does the will of God abides forever. There is never a right way to do the wrong thing. So Colossians 3, 2 says, set your mind on things above. Let me, let me, let me make a confession to you. Recently, I was in the presence of God purging myself. The Lord blessed us with the property. And um, one strange thing that happened was that whoever I talked to about that property and the prospect of what I want to do, they were all giving me money. In fact, it was a day I just told one man, oh, we just got this property and stuff like that, and these are things I want to do. I was just, we were just talking, I'll give you one million. And he transferred one million to my account. I told another woman of God, I said, ah, praise God, we eventually got the property at last we're looking for. Uh, I said, okay, the next day, she sent me 800,000. My daughter in church, we were talking, I just said, I don't, don't tell your siblings who God has blessed us with it. Ah. I said, well, you said, what about the, uh, the, uh, the, uh, what do you call it? Survey and everything. I said, we've not done that. So what, what, what will it cost? I said, it was about 600,000 naira or something. I said, that's what I said. They should be between 500. I said, okay. If they take 500, we give them. And I walk away. And the next day, she said 500,000. Then I call myself back. Because I observe, when I talk to them, they give me. So I said, hope oh, my motivation of talking to them is that they will give me. Now listen, I'm walking in higher dimension of favor. But as that favor is working higher, I can become twisted within and nobody will know. You see, error is not what is easily noticed. If it's noticed, you would have corrected. Error is there. If a plane will crash, it's on the error with the pilot. A simple error unnoticed will crash the plane. A simple deviation from a right straight line 
when you continue on a long run, it's going to deviate completely away from the target. So I shut myself that I will not talk to anybody about it anymore. And if I talk, I will not expect anything from anybody. Lest I began to use the grace and the glory of God upon me to merchandise. Now, that call for excuse me, but you don't beg them now. Maybe you just tell them. You see, I'm not going to call you on phone to say, how are you and your family? But my motive is that you have not sent me something. It is you that know the evil that is within you. Nobody knows. Your neighbor does not have a clue that this is what is going on within you. It is you that know what is going on within you. And if you don't deal with flesh, flesh is going to lead you on a journey of no return. You make you bite more than what you can chew. And you're going to shock. You deal with yourself. Don't be nice to yourself. Don't lie to yourself. Tell yourself the truth. My, I have an ulterior motive. Because in Psalm 51 and verse 6, Psalm 51 verse 6, he said, Thou desire truth in the inward part. And in the hidden part, you will cause me to know wisdom. There's a wisdom that uphold everything, uphold all the riches, uphold all the wealth that God will give me access to if he can find truth in my inward part. Now, so look at the desire of God. He said, God desire truth in the inward part, inside of me, where you are not there, inside of me. One of my pastor's son <laughs> come here and said, Daddy, uh, I want to go to Tanzania for... Uh, missionary assignment, our souls are perishing there. I ask him, our souls are not perishing here. Souls are not perishing here. Only, near only. There's an evil spirit is pushing you. But you know, you know, see, you know, when you're not coming in the guise of soul winning, in the guise of salvation, you're fooling yourself. Because it's not truth within. The purity is not there. The blessing will not land. If the hand is not clean and the heart is not pure, the blessing will not land. So I tell you the truth, that is a blessing. The blessings of the Lord is real. The blessings of the Lord is real. It's those who have touched it that will tell you. I am not telling you fable things. I have tasted the blessing. The blessing is real. When you have access to the blessing, you will not go for any other nonsensical idiocy. And then you are meeting a governor. Is he not a man who is there today four years away? He's the longest man. He's eight years. I will let you desire something more valuable that will bring things to you and not you to things. Now the truth of this matter has to be clear in your spirit. You don't use people. If you ever judge me in your heart that the reason why this man of God is close to me is because of what he can get from me. You defend it by yourself. This is the age of knowledge. It's not just the age of knowledge that we're talking of technology and the social media or whatever. No. This is the age that people know things. Our children know things that we don't teach them. It's the age of knowledge. Knowledge has increased. The spirit ruling among the seven spirit of God, the spirit of knowledge. Knowledge is there. If you want to know anything, Google it. We'll bring it up for you. There's nothing. How to cook a dick icon. Google will tell you. We'll give you 200 YouTubes of different people cooking the same thing. How to make coconut oil. You will bring it out. How to marry a woman. You will bring it out. How to pay bride price. You will bring it out. What's the bright price of people from uh, Edo North, Ishan, this side? You bring it out. Talaba, you bring it out. Google will tell you you have to buy portmanteau. You know what is called portmanteau? It's not in their land. You bring it out. You want to go and marry from Calabar? You don't have portmanteau in your load? You are in trouble. They don't joke with portmanteau. You know what is called portmanteau? You don't know. That high on one. 
That's how you want to have bad luck. God punish the devil. <laughs> there is no right way to do the wrong thing. There's no right way to do the wrong thing. Why are you close to that person? Is it because of what you want to get or you truly love them? If there is no truth, and the blessing will not land. So you see, we make the blessing so difficult. The blessing of God is difficult. It's tedious. And this thing is so simple. It's so simple that we are the one that make it tedious. Let me know when my time is up so I can wrap it up. Is it almost time? Is it time? Praise God. Do we have second service? Praise God. So you should have this understanding certainly in your spirit. Change is a choice. It's never enforced on anybody. When you have right information and you change your mind, things can shift for you. Sometimes we are truly sorry when we discover that we are wrong, but we must be better than that sorry. We must do something better. We must be ready to change. We must be ready to make a shift in our mind. What we are doing before, because if you are not careful, you don't follow a wrong path and arrive at the right way. It doesn't work that way. The glory of the Lord will be upon you. Your amen is sleeping. Yeah. I want you to pray. Give me Psalm 19 and verse 12. <laughs> I want you to pray. The prodigal son had this thing in him. He never knew what the enemy has in his sleeves. Who can understand his errors? Sometimes you don't know he's there. You don't even know the thing is there. That's why some people have money. And when they have money, some character comes out. There was a guy I paid his rent. Two years rent. Six, seven years later, he returned back to the territory. He has forgotten I paid his rent. He wore one guinea that was touched. Very proud, coming around. And he did his hand like Yibo anger. That doesn't come down. Rise on your feet, everybody. <laughs> My father. And I, I told the guy, you don't remember me? He said, I know you are a pastor. Hi. I said in my place, He has forgotten. I'm not kidding. And the guy is not lying. He has forgotten. There are people like that that they receive help. They don't remember it. If you want to make anything out of that, I've helped you before. They say, what have you done that somebody have not done now? What do you do now? What do you do? It's an error. It's a fault. It's going to bite you up. It will shock the life of glory in you. It's like a tear growing beside your waist. You are, un, you are not great. You are not grateful for any good thing that a man has done. You will never be grateful to the one God has done. You are very quick to remember people's error. You don't remember when they've been nice to you, when they've been good to you. It's an error. So he said, who can understand this error? Cleanse me from secret fault. Say secret fault. Companies call vehicles back because of secret faults that they discover. They do not know it's there. And with the defect, Toyota company usually do it. They will call all the products back. Before they call it back, that secret fault must have killed people. They look at the lawsuit that some people will file against them. So the best thing to do is to call it back and issue a disclaimer that this vehicle had a secret fault when it went through the manufacturing and the uh, uh, approval time we made a mistake. So we are calling it back. Bring it back we will give you another car. So if anybody now say that the car killed them or anybody want to sue them that killed their family 
they will say that, but we have issued a disclaimer. We told you that it's a, it's a mistake from our company. We did not lie. Are you praying? I say, Father, help me to understand my errors. Cleanse me from secret fault. Are you praying or you are murmuring? <laughs> Cleanse me from secret faults. <laughs> Is that? It will follow you to marriage. It will follow you to your friend. It will end the aeroplane with you and flee with you to abroad or, or to place of your destiny. It will enter the throne with you and intention to bring you down. Lord, let me understand my errors that I know that this is a default. It's the grace of God for a man to understand this thing. I, some of us do not even understand that we are the problem. We thought that the man is a problem. The woman is a problem. My father is a problem. My mother is a problem. Meanwhile, that is a secret fault. That is, that is an error. The prodigal son never knew it was there until the day he approached his father. He has been coming. He has been coming and every barrier of honor every barrier of fear were taken away and he has a God to meet his father and say Baba if you want to die die if you don't want to die don't die but give me give me give me let me go give it to me let me go and he collected it and it's on a journey it's on a journey of destruction journey of waste journey of famine journey of ill fortune and disfavor Lord cleanse me from secret fault cleanse me from secret fault cleanse me from secret fault if it's there Lord take it away take it away Take it away. Whatever is in my life that is injuring your fullness will be revealed. Take it away. I beg you this morning. Take it away. I want to take my inheritance. I want my inheritance, oh God. I want my inheritance, oh God. I want my inheritance, oh God. Ah, take it away. <laughs> take it away. Take it this morning. Don't let it follow me to the next service. I want to be your man that you can entrust with your blessing. I want to be your man that you can entrust with wealth. I want to be your man that you can entrust with riches. I want to be your man that you can entrust with power. I want to be your man that you can entrust with glory. I want to be your man that you can entrust with your virgins. I want to be your eunuch, oh God. I want to be your eunuch, oh God, that I will not rape your bride. Circumcise my heart. To a walk in my spirit, change my life and transform me to be your man. Verse 13. Verse 13. Keep me back from presumptuous sin. Let them not have dominion over me. Then I shall be blameless of great transgression. I shall be innocent of great transgression. Pray, my dear. Say, Lord, keep me back from presumptuous sin. From presumptuous sin. You presume it is God and it's never God. If you have presumptuous sin, you're going to marry a woman that will show you pepe. You're going to marry a man that will show you pepe. You will marry because of what you see. You will take an appointment of a job that is not the will of God. My boy was doing fine in Lagos. He was doing fine. God was helping him. He got the first car, got the second car. His children are doing fine. And the company approached him that you are a very good IT guy. We are setting up in, a, in, a, in, in, in Ghana. And 
want you to come and head our operations in Ghana. And they gave him double the salary. And they paid for his wardrobe. And they did everything. Then he resigned. His company begged him not to go. He resigned. They plead with him not to go. He resigned. He said, it's better. God is moving me forward. I can't come down. And he challenged the company to increase his salary double. They said, we can't double now. See what's going on. But we can hard to it. And they gave him even one month to reconsider. He left. He got to Ghana. Ghana welcomed him. He entered full. Ghana said, welcome. But Ghana was like Moab. The land that swallowed his inhabitant. He entered full. He came out empty. The company started truly. Gave him the first one month salary. And they run into a problem from their company in Geneva. And they call them to return back. And they return back. And they tell him, we are sorry, return to your country. He returned to Nigeria. He said, when he came back, he has lost everything. The company has laid him off. For seven years, he was jobless. He almost wanted to kill himself before I met him. Keep me back from presumptuous sin. Are you praying here? Keep your servant back from presumptuous sin. Let them not have dominion over me. And I shall be blameless and innocent of great transgression. power in the mighty name of Jesus for fulfillment for increase for revelation physically spiritually and financially in the mighty name of Jesus let's ask that he will finish strong he will never be stranded be well with him and his entire family in the name of Jesus Christ that God will continue to be with him he will be, always be relevant every day of his life. He will continue to be the mouthpiece of God in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Abba Father, for in Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Thank you, sir. We've just seen a little more coming. We join you to please wait for second service. There's no time you spent in the presence of God, especially when a prophet is with the mic. You always, there always be revelation upon revelation. You see the Bible as if you have not seen it before. Praise the name of the Lord. And we'll be having a program on Monday and Tuesday. Please invite at least one person. Invite somebody. So that we will not be selfish as we are blessed, our brothers and sisters, even our enemies will be blessed and they will not trouble us anymore. 
And as we do that, God will bless us in the name of Jesus. Let's share the grace and fellowship. The love of God and the sweet fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now and forevermore. Amen. Surely, God's goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives. And we shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. Is there anyone worshipping with us for the very first time? Guys, let's have our seat. Anyone worshipping with us for the very first time? Want to see your hand up? We want to know you, yes? Please, can you be upstanding? Church.